0: Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Some you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. Or get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Ami bros.
1: Yes sir, and we recording. We are back. The Bros podcast, another week. <laughs> I am your host, Damon, one-third of the, uh, the other two Bros, Jerry and Jeremy. How we feeling, fellas? Another week, the NFL's back. What's going on, boys? Man, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm
0: feeling, I'm feeling disappointed. I'm feeling hurt. I'm feeling a lot of different ways, man, but I'm, I'm feeling like I'm ready to pod. I got some emotions to get out. I'm going to be like a Drake album on this podcast. Uh, let's get it.
1: Yeah, you got a lot of emotions to get out after that. Yeah. Uh, I don't I feel, even know what to call like that somebody, last night. But yeah, Jimmy, what's going on, man? Yeah, I, 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 obviously you're probably feeling a lot better than your brother here.
2: I feel, I feel like did somebody plant a bunch of, you know, trees around? I feel like the oxygen is just so pure right now. It's, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I, I, I mean, just the air that's in my lungs feels fresher than it normally does. I don't know. Maybe it's you know new filters in the house, whatever it may be. But my lungs feel great.
1: That's awesome, man. If the listeners don't know what we're talking about already, we're talking about the Monday Night Football game, which was the New Orleans Saints versus the Texas. uh, The Houston Texans. Texans. I'm sorry. The Houston Texans. Not the Texans. Texans. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, the Houston Texans. uh, Probably the the best game of uh, week one. But we'll get into that later. Uh, We want to shout out everybody who's listening in. Uh, people that shared us listening to us every week we appreciate you guys we're back weekly here giving you guys this great content from these two uh fine twin gentlemen uh but yeah shout out to you guys for listening in. we got a lot to get into today obviously it was the first week of the nfl last week uh second week for college it feels like it feels like fall it feels like we, things are back to normal except for the temperature outside it's still um end of july type heat here in atlanta it was 94 degrees today, which kind of broke a. Oh, 19-12. I love it. I, I hate it, man. I'm ready. I'm ready to, to to make my chili and eat it and be outside <laughs> and kind of feel the rain. But we got a lot to get into today, so let's let's go ahead and start the biggest story. Uh, Antonio Brown. Um, I mean, what what is there to say about that gentleman? Um, he <laughs> don't pretty call much him, he's not a gentleman. <laughs> we'll give him <we'll> give respect <laughs> as a gentleman, but uh, he he pretty much got out of his deal in in in, in L. A. Um, and signed almost immediately to uh, the New England England Patriots for pretty much the same money that he got uh, he's about to get in in, in, uh, L.A. Uh, Let's start with that, guys. Obviously, it was a a new uh, breaking news that we wanted to report. Antonio Brown has been accused of rape. Um, As always, I like to make sure that we are uh, holding um, him innocent until proven guilty, at the same time making sure that, you know, we're being sensitive to the fact of rape and, that's definitely something that we don't take lightly. Uh, but other than that, him signing with the Patriots, leaving uh, the Raiders. Uh, let's get into it, fellas. So, Jeremy, let's start with you, man. What do you feel about this whole Antonio Brown fiasco?
2: I feel like Antonio Brown, in and of himself, is a good enough reason for everybody to apologize to T.O. and Randy Moss. Because what you guys thought was a diva wide receiver wasn't even close like they make T.O. look like Julio Jones um, I mean it's it's to the point now where I'm so sick of seeing this dude I wish they would just cut him and he would never play football again I don't want to see his face again I mean I, I just think as a person he's the worst kind of person because he's the kind of person who will smile on your face and then record the conversation he has with you and then post it on the internet I mean that's that's the kind of guy AB is and uh, I don't at all think he was sincere about trying to play with Oakland. I think from the second he got there, his goal was to keep all of his money. I don't think he was trying to get traded or, or cut originally. I think his goal was, I'm going to do as little as I possibly can until the games play, and I just want to play in the games. And then once he got fined, and he realized that his guaranteed money uh, was you know could be taken away, then he wasn't going to play for that contract again. So, uh, you know, the Patriots, obviously as shrewd as they are, no, they didn't have to give up any. They were willing to give up a, a first-round pick to the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, and the Pittsburgh Steelers would not trade him to the Patriots. So what did the Steelers get? They got a third and a fifth, and then the Patriots beat him by 30, and then you know what? You didn't even get that first-round pick, but he ended up on a team that you didn't want to trade him to. So lose-lose. Lose. Anyway.
1: got that, that butt-handed to him without A.B. Can you imagine when A.B. get tuned in and line up with that, with that Tom Brady mm-hmm. system, that Belichick system? Uh, Oh, I'm, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because that's 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 a, that's a that's good boys. point.
2: No, I don't think so. I don't think Tom Brady. I, I don't think AB is going to be there for the majority of the season. So, um, hopefully, not everybody in our fantasy league is listening because I am definitely going to wait until AB has one good game that I am going to trade him when his value is at his highest. Um, overall, what, what makes I don't you think, think AB that
1: he's not going to fall. Who who hasn't fallen to the in, into the Patriots system other than maybe? Albert Ocho,
0: Hainsworth, Han- Albert Hainsworth, no, Ocho Michael.
1: fell in, he just, he just didn't produce, he was older.
2: Well, no, you know, the reason why he couldn't, didn't produce is because he liked to freestyle a, a lot like what Antonio Brown does. Antonio Brown doesn't run, he runs, he's a great route runner, but his routes are not precise like Tom Brady likes them. Tom Brady, from what? Uh, Carson Palmer. I heard him break this down. He said, "Tom Brady, if you're supposed to run a ten yard curl, he wants you to run a ten yard curl." He said, "Ab will run a ten yard, run a twelve yard curl, and then he will run an eight yard curl, just depending on what he thinks is going to get him the most open." And Tom Brady doesn't doesn't play like that. He wants you to be where he thinks you're going to be because he's he has everything pretty much based off timing. And so I think that's going to be an issue with Ab um, from the get go. But I mean, he's a talented player. He's he's a much better player than Chad Chad Johnson was um even in his prime i I think he's a a hall of fame talent i don't think he'll be in the hall of fame because i think he's not going to be playing more than another season and i don't think uh the writers will put him in so um you know i think overall i don't blame the patriots they they took a chance on somebody he doesn't really have any guaranteed money i think the way that they structured his contract uh was stupid on their part it was very unpatriot like i mean well i guess patriot like for most people it's uh $10 $10 million, and then $5 million based on incentives. But what are those incentives? The other $5 million is based on him, um, like some some reception numbers, some yards numbers, and some touchdown numbers. So if he doesn't get the touches because of the Patriot way, what is he going to do? He's going to complain because he's losing out on $5 million. Um, I think uh, but he won't make it to the end of the season, and I think this season will be the last season you see Antonio Brown play football.
1: Wow, bold prediction there. Uh, Antonio Brown's not going to be playing football after this year, according to Jeremy. Jeremy, what, no. what do you
0: have to say about that, man? I completely disagree. Um, I, I I think, well, I disagree with him not playing football. Let let me get to the, the Antonio Brown part of, of what he did in Oakland. Dude made a fool out of himself, man. Like, look, first off, as a dude who's gone to th- cryotherapy treatments uh, pretty actively for a while when I was – Uh, a lot more active on the uh, L.A. fitness ball scene. Um, I would go to to cryotherapy, and uh, it's definitely a great treatment. There really is an
1: L.A. fitness Atlanta ball scene, guys, if you guys didn't know.
0: Yeah, if you don't know, it's out there. Um, So (laughs) I would always go to cryotherapy, and it make you feel better. It's like getting an ice bath times 10. But every time you go in there, they have a basket full of new socks, and they say, take your shoes off, put these socks on, then step into these, like, slipper things to to make sure your feet don't get frostbitten it's not like it's one of those like oh man i don't know how how anybody anybody that's done cryotherapy knows that so for antonio brown to go to a cryotherapy facility burn the skin off his feet after he does that he knew two years ago he was gonna have to switch his helmet this year he files two grievances against the nfl and loses both of the grievances only to come back after the fact and admit it was all ploy to get a helmet contract then he skipped all the practices, skipped the walkthroughs uh, before the game, the, the preseason game before, before they played the Packers. So then after this happens, he gets fined, as he should have been from missing all the practices. He posts the fines on Instagram, then calls out the GM, calls him a cracker, threatens to punch him in the face, then comes back to apologize when he realizes, oh, I might lose this $30 million guaranteed. Then afterwards... Loses the thirty million guaranteed anyway, and demands a trade. Look, man. I remember years ago when when Ryan Clark said, "Everybody talks about Odell Beckham Jr. about him being such a diva wide receiver, and he is." He said, "But a lot." He said, "Most wide receivers are divas." He said, "As much as people think, oh, you know, look at Antonio Brown it's the way to do it." He said, "There's so much that never gets out about Antonio Brown, and now we see we're hearing the reports that." He was, he was never showing up to meetings in Pittsburgh um, that basically they were, they were waiting on the tarmac at, at flights for games for him. I, look, is this going to fly New England? Of course it's not. Um, do I think he's going to try to pull that in New England? Of course not. And here's why. This is why I think it's going to work. One, is his incentives tied right now into receiving yards and touchdowns, et cetera? Yes, they are. But in reality, if he makes it through the year, He's got a guaranteed $20 million option for the team. So his goal is, can I win, maybe get a Super Bowl, and then get a $20 million option for next year so I make the same $30 million guaranteed that I was going to make with Oakland, and then maybe I'll have a Super Bowl or two, and I can go sign another contract because everybody will forget all about this nonsense because two years after winning at least one Super Bowl, people will be like, oh, man, that was just a ploy to get out of Oakland. Do I think it was a ploy to get out of Oakland? No. I think the dude's psychopath, uh, I don't think he's, you know, aaron hernandez psychopath but i think sometimes the disease, you know there's a there's somebody who talked about the disease of me and i think that's just something that he's he's got to deal with so um, at the end of the day Here. i think it's good go ahead
2: quick question so you said he's he's got a lot on the line because he, he could get the other 20 million didn't he already have all that money secured in oakland and still act a fool and what has antonio brown done to make you think he's concerned about winning
0: so here's the thing: I don't think he's concerned about winning above getting paid or getting his numbers. I don't think that. What I do think is, everybody that's a competitive athlete at that level is concerned about winning to some extent. And I think when you look at it, I think he recognizes now, if the Patriots cut him, he's never seen that money again. Right now, he's in a situation where if he balls out. He's still going to get the same $30 million. He's still going to be, you know, he's going to have a chance to win a Super Bowl, which he wasn't going to have in Oakland. And he's still got another bite of the apple because even Antonio Brown at 33, if he still works and looks similar to what he is, he's not going to get a super long-term contract, but he could get another $15, 20000000 uh, I think if he realizes, though, if he gets cut, will another team pick him up? Sure. But they're going to pick him up at $2 million guaranteed, like at, at maximum. And so I think the incentive for him, I think he – when he was acting crazy in Oakland, the incentive for him was, nope, I, I want to be treated like a receiver like Ben Roethlisberger, or like a quarterback like Ben Roethlisberger was in, in Pittsburgh. And I think now he recognizes, I can't do that in New England. And I think, as, as Chris Carter uh, said on the show, you know, undisciplined kids like discipline. He said, bad kids need discipline and like discipline. They respond well to it. I'm expecting Antonio Brown, I'm not going to say he's going to be a model citizen, but I think a model citizen for what we can expect from Antonio Brown. I agree.
2: Quick, quick question. So you said, okay, uh, he's going to get in there. and he's gonna, So what was one of the things that made him want to leave Pittsburgh? Wasn't it that Juju Smith-Schuster uh, was getting too much shine? Didn't he get voted the, the offensive the team, player of the year? The, yeah, the team MVP. Te- team MVP. So if he didn't want to take that with Juju, what do you think he's going to think when it's – philip dorsett or julian edelman getting all the targets who who aren't nearly the players that juju are like do you, do you think that th- th- here's the thing the running backs are going to get probably six six receptions each they always do uh white and uh and burkhead so it takes 12 receptions you're probably still gonna get josh gordon six six targets a game you're gonna get julian edelman what six at least probably seven A.B.'s going to get probably just as much, if not more, than anybody. But, I mean, Tom Brady is not throwing the ball 35, 40 times a game. Like so, At, at a certain point, it's going to be games where he doesn't get very many targets. And I think he's going to be that guy that, because he's the one guy that you have to double team, he's going to be the one getting all the attention. So Tom Brady's not even going to throw in his direction. So I see him getting very frustrated. Um, I don't see him as being someone who's in control of his emotions. So I don't think that he is one of those people who who can control what he does or what he says. He's... He pops off at the mouth on a regular basis. I think he's probably the biggest idiot that's in, in sports and entertainment right now, um, so. Uh, he's definitely you know. not the
1: biggest in sports or entertainment or just in general, I, I can name quite a few, but. Uh, Adrian uh, Bronner you know, to be one. Um, you know, uh, oh, no, he's worse, he's worse than, than Adrian Bronner. More epic a, 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 a portion, like, you know, running the free world, but that's another story,
0: but uh, <laughs> yeah, well, well,
1: let's, let's keep well, moving well, on, guys. Um, well, I'm not entertained. One thing, <laughs> what, what, what thing
0: Damon, <laughs> Damon, really quickly. Um, You you did say, Jeremy, about Antonio Brown not liking his touches. But if you look at it from a realistic standpoint, where's the biggest time to get your shine? Antonio Brown, if he has a great game in a Super Bowl, AFC Championship game, that's what's lacking on his resume. You talked about him not getting in the hall, which right now I don't think he would get in. But Antonio Brown turns in a six-catch, 150-yard, two-touchdown Super Bowl, then he's a lock. And so I think... That's what he's going to be looking for, is trying to figure out, can he have a big stage moment, which he doesn't
1: have at this point in his career. And I think he'll, I think he'll get there. He's that talented. But uh, let's move on to, the, to a more important uh, conversation, a conversation that we briefly started at the beginning of the pod. Um, and that was this game. Well, this is going to be two nights from when you guys are listening. But the Monday Night Football game, uh, Deshaun Watson versus Drew Brees, Saints versus Texans. Uh, it was a thriller. Last second, the Saints make a 56-yard field goal. The guy probably could have hit from wait, 65. Wait, wait, don't 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 shirt. Don't short my boy. Short my boy. 58 yards. Yeah, he on. could have made from 68. He had plenty of plenty of leg room left on that kick. Uh, right before that, Deshaun Washington drove down. Epic drive, throws a, a freaking needle into the end zone, but he left too much time for Drew Brees. Um let's start with we started last time? I think Jeremy. Did we, did we, yeah, start with Jared. Let's Jared, with Jared this time. Start. Yeah, let's start with Jared. Let Jeremy in since uh, you guys, if you didn't know out there listeners, Jared's a diehard Texas fan. Jeremy's a diehard Saints fan. So this was kind of an inter-family rivalry. Uh, a lot of, lot, of good, uh, lot of good ribs going, going on in the group chat about this game. So, Jeremy, Jared, let me get your reaction on uh, your team losing this game uh, by, you know, the, slim- the slimmest of margins. Um, Yeah. I mean,
0: so, so let me, let me kind of backtrack. I think coming in this game and I was live on Facebook from the Amit Bros Facebook page. I said, Hey, these are the two sides of the game. If the Texans can somewhat protect Deshaun Watson, Deshaun's going to prove why, in my opinion, I think he's the best young quarterback in the league. Um, And I said, if you look at the running game, I think we will be able to run the ball and, Essentially, it's going to depend on is Drew Brees going to be old Drew Brees, you know, vintage, or is he going to be old Drew Brees, which was what he looked like at the end of last season, where he didn't have the arm strength, etc. First half was everything I could have expected. We ran the ball extremely well. We controlled the clock. Brees threw an uncharacteristic red zone uh, interception, and we controlled the clock for the most part. Um, there was a, a blip at the end of the half from the refereeing standpoint, which is unacceptable. Uh, but we, we went in the half at fourteen to three. I felt very confident about our chances of winning the game. Uh, they come back out. Drew Brees scores a touchdown first drive should be expected. Deshaun comes right back. Another touchdown pass to, to DeAndre Hopkins. Um, so we we're, I felt like we were in a good spot. And all of a sudden, there was an adjustment that was made by by the Saints. And Bill O'Brien, as is custom for him, doesn't make the adjustments. First off, let me get into Bill O'Brien. There are several things that I have a huge problem with. First and foremost, I have no idea why you didn't throw any screen passes or run but one type of draw play the entire second half when the clear adjustment was we're going to blitz Demario Davis and we're going to blitz Anzalone as much as possible to try to take away the time because the offensive line, Laramie Tulsa, had been there about a week. Um, The rest of the line had not gotten a chance to play together. Our left guard, who was our first round pick, Titus Howard, was out for the game. So they clearly were like, hey, we're just going to try to heat him up and see if the offensive line can pick up the blitzes, and they clearly couldn't. But smart coaches figure out, hey, let's throw shorter routes. Let's do quick three-step drops. Let's run a safety valve. Instead of having the running back try to pick up the linebacker, let's have the running back run to the flat because the linebacker still would have to cover the running back and he's blitzing. Nope." Let's just drop back and have Deshaun run for his life for the majority of the game. He took 63 uh, sacks last year. He had six yesterday. Six sacks in game one. In perspective, Deshaun has played 24 games. There has been one quarterback through 24 games who's been sacked more than Deshaun Watson in the history of the NFL. Jeremy, can you guess who it is? Uh, I'm going to guess Archie Manning. David Carr. So, <laughs> at the end of the day, you cannot continue to let this dude get banged up. Now, the first hit that that I thought was a bad decision for him was when he dove into the end zone. You can't take those that punishment for no reason. Run out of the three. I understood why he did it because last year, every time we got to the three, our offensive line would bog down. We couldn't run the ball into the end zone. But at a certain point in time, that, those points – aren't as valuable as Deshaun Watson is to the Texans. Because if he gets hurt, AJ McCarron is not carrying us anywhere. Um, but with that being said, that was a major problem I had. Second major problem I had was when we looked at how we were guarding that team, Drew Brees was not throwing the ball downfield, really at all, all game. He had one throw the entire game where he threw the ball over 20 yards. And we gave up everything underneath. We said, hey, you want to throw... Five straight outs, five straight balls to the flats on outs, 10 yards? Sure, go ahead and throw it. And then, literally, it was no in-between. It was either, hey, we're going to play zone and we're going to play soft zone, give cushion, or we're going to go man-to-man coverage blitz with no safety help. It made no sense what we were doing. That's partly on Romeo Cornell, our defensive coordinator, but I, it also comes back to Bill O'Brien, who is our co- head coach, as well as our general manager. Last thing I will say on this game um, – Deshaun Watson, five game-winning touchdown drives and, you know, 25 career starts that were called back, meaning they were, he scored the the game-winning potential touchdown in the fourth quarter, and the other team came back and took the lead and and won the game. In perspective, he's had that in 25 games. Tom Brady has had that four times in 350 games. Joe Montana's had that five times in 280-something games. Uh, Peyton Manning's had that four times in 280-something games. And Deshaun's had it five times in 25 games. Everybody that keeps telling me about how, how Deshaun is lucky because he's playing with a good defense, et cetera, I don't know where J.J. Watt was, but I want him to return back to the team ASAP because he was AWOL yesterday. Um, Jadavion Clowney, obviously, I I said I didn't want to pay him $120 million, but giving him away this year... For for nothing made no sense for two backup linebackers and a third round pick that could potentially go away. I'll give credit to the to the Saints. They they fought. Drew Brees made some uh, obviously some some great throws at the end of the game. But I want to give a congratulations to Bill O'Brien for cutting Aaron Colvin today. Um, this is this is one last point, Jeremy. You know how you talked about the Patriots giving Antonio Brown ten million dollars guaranteed. Let's talk about mm-hmm. another terrible contract. Last season we signed Aaron Colvin to a four year, 30, I think it was $34 million deal. And -hmm. this is the first game of his second season. We cut him. He still gets all seven and a half million dollars of this season's salary guaranteed for him to probably go back and join Jacksonville where he came from. Um, He was targeted yesterday eight times. He gave up, I'm sorry, nine times. He gave up eight catches for 113 yards and two touchdowns, including the last play where he got the, the ball in the field goal range, and including the third down play where Ted Gann burned him um, at the end of, uh, end of the fourth quarter. So, look, man, it was a rough loss. I feel encouraged. I still, I still think Deshaun Watson proved how electric he is, how accurate he is throwing the ball, and at the end of the game, how you want the ball in his hands. But, I mean, what can I say? Bill O'Brien did it to us again.
2: Well, well, well. Huh. First off, I'd like to give a congratulations to the Houston Texans for playing such a great uh, game last night. You guys came to play. You came to New Orleans. You almost got a W <laughs> this close. But.
1: Uh, I wish everybody could see Jared's face right now.
2: We are more than conquerors. Yes. Um, overall, I want to I wanna just break down this game and what happened. Um, Drew Brees threw an interception early that was terrible. Um, absolutely terrible inexcusable honestly I think that's why they got back in the game or, or how we got down so bad because we stopped them on the first possession we go all the way downfield and I'm like man this is about to be a stomp out and then Drew Brees throws an interception on, like the five yard line This is the first interception uh, in the red zone and like 150 passes or something and Deshaun throws a bomb downfield next thing you know they get a touchdown okay cool we come back down get a field goal and then they score another touchdown and then we missed a field goal going to the half. So, um, overall, I thought we got outplayed in the first half. I thought they got some momentum from Drew Brees making an interception. Uh, I've heard, you know, for example, Chris Carter said um, it was more of a miscommunication between him and Latavius Murray. He was trying to get Latavius to go out. They haven't played much together because Latavius is new. And they didn't really play much together in the preseason. So, he it was just a miscommunication. That's why he got the interception. Um, but I thought Drew Brees owed it to us to come back and did he deliver in the second half um first wait wait. let me let me get into the the end of the first half so we're driving michael thomas on third and 16 jumps over bradley robey and gets the first down they mark us short they wait till we get to the line to snap the ball for the next play and then they stop the then they stop for a timeout Then they say we got a first down and run 10 seconds more off of the clock. So I said in real time, you can look at my Twitter feed. It's either a 10 second runoff from when the play ended or you play from where they start. It's not, you don't let the play run 17 seconds and then take 10 seconds off of that. So the fact that me never doing any NFL officiating, never officiating at any level Knows the rules better than these NFL officials, tells me that they need full time officials. I don't know how they keep getting these officials to the Saints games. I think they're stopping my footlocker before the game starts and hiring people at a very, very cheap rate. I could see some of these NFL owners doing that. And I'm pretty sure they're not even getting the store managers. They're probably getting the assistant night managers to come and, get and referee these games. So we should have more points in the, the first half. Get into the second half, we take off Alvin Kamara show. Uh, is on and popping. What do you have like 100 and something yards rushing and 70, 80 yards receiving? This, this, I, 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 don't. I'm not gonna tell teams to stop it because I like it. I'm not exactly sure why teams keep lining up linebackers on Alvin Kamara, um, because he's just gonna embarrass them and get you know 40, 50 yard catches. So, um, I thought we took over. We had the lead. We're in firm control. Kick the field goal. For some reason. We decide to play with no safety help in the middle of the field when the team has to go 75 yards in 50 seconds uh, with no timeouts, and we give up two plays in a row. Um, one of them, great throw, but they're both great throws by by Deshaun. One of them was a was tight coverage, another one wasn't. Um, but Deshaun stood and took a hit on the second one. Great throw, uh, dropped it in the bucket to. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and honestly, this is the best I've ever seen Deshaun play. It reminded me somewhat of that first national championship game against Alabama um, where somebody played so well, but they didn't have enough help to um, to really get him over the hump. But, I mean, this is the best I've ever seen him play. I will agree with Jared. I think he's – I'm not going to say I think he's the best young quarterback. I'd probably still go with Mahomes, but I'd put him right behind Mahomes. Um, and, you know, would he? could he be better than Mahomes if he gets off offensive line at some point? Yeah, I could see that. So um, I was going, as you know, with the picks, I picked uh, the Colts to win that division. Uh, I'm definitely, you know, uh, I thought they played well, but I'm definitely leaning more towards the Texans after watching that game. Um, Shout-out to the defense for getting a lot of sacks, six sacks in the game. I told you guys last week on the podcast, watch out for Trey Hendrickson. What do you do? Two sacks in the game, first game. Um, So uh, I thought great, great, I guess, Defensive pressure definitely need to work on some of the covering. Uh, the just a little sidebar: the Marshawn Lattimore versus uh, DeAndre Hopkins battle um, was a great one. I like. I mean, they went but back and forth. I'd probably say Hopkins got uh, the better, mainly just because of that last play. Um, without that last play, he would have been three of six on him for for 15 yards and a touchdown. So, um, I, I think DeAndre probably got got a little bit better of him. Um, but it was you know great to see two elite players matching up um and then from the other side jj watt got stonewalled by this uh great saints offensive line so shout out to them as well will lutz is
1: the man yeah he is the man it was a great game all around um like i said i thought it was the best game of the week uh the texans look great sure. uh deshaun looked unbelievable the saints just look like the saints i'm honestly not uh not looking forward to playing them but uh there's, there's going to be more to talk about about my Panthers. But, yep, anyway, let's move on to some NCAA football. Um, damn it, damn it. Real quick, before you
0: get into NCAA football, here, what's up? can I throw two, two quick comments out there? Please. I like to throw out I told you so's. Okay. Did I tell you guys that Mitchell Trubisky was terrible? <laughs> and did I tell you guys the Browns were overrated and Baker Mayfield was going to get exposed in the second season? I don't, I, as much as I hated to see us lose, to watch those two games,
1: it just it touched my heart. I'm just gonna say that it I just did like it touched. I didn't like Cleveland me. getting their ass beat like that. Especially, I, I don't like I don't like loud quarterbacks.
2: Right. I don't either. I, and Jared, you weren't the only one on the Baker train. That, that was, I think, that was a consensus around every, around everyone here. But what least. about the uh, um,
0: the Missam Um Well, it's <laughs> the only one game. It's only one.
2: Yeah, game that's thing. one game. And and keep in mind, in our bets, I did bet the Packers, so not too surprised by that either.
1: That's true. But, yeah, let's move on. Uh, one of the best games of this past Saturday was LSU taking on Texas. It was a late-night game. Um, a lot of good vibes out there, it seemed like. Um, Joe Burrows definitely shined. He had a great game. He um, actually waved bye to the Texas fans, kind of a jerk move. But, you know, he, he deserved it. He played well. Um, let's talk about LSU a little bit. Oh, they deserve it. Jared. Let's start with Jeremy. Um, do you think LSU is a legitimate title contender right now at this point in the season? Let me know your thoughts.
2: Absolutely. I think the way LSU looks right now, they're definitely going to be a top four team. They're going to be in the playoff. They're going to give some teams a run for their money. Um, And and just to start off from the top, did you guys see where Texas put put the LSU band? Yes. (laughs) They put the LSU band in the top of the upper deck of the stadium. Did you see what they did to to LSU in the locker room? Yes. They cut off the air conditioning in the locker room. So if if I'm Joe Burrow and I'm walking off the field, I'm waving to the fans too. I, I want to give a shout out to Joe Burrow. I mean, a lot of these players are transferring from school to school. He came from Ohio State. I thought last year he was a huge upgrade, but I didn't think their um their system was you know conducive to what they were you know trying to get done on offense. And now, look at it now, with a new offensive uh, coordinator. I'm trying to think of his name. He came over actually from the Saints. Um, and their system was completely different. Guys are running open. There's a lot more scheme. There's a lot more rhythm to what people are doing. And it's not just, hey, somebody's trying to figure it out. It was more of a, of a thing of where it's saying, hey, um, you know, we're going to scheme guys open. We're going to run pick routes. We're going to call the plays a lot better. And against a good Texas defense, he torched them. I would actually say it might be a good bet to put a little bit of money on for MVP. I mean, for uh, for Heisman, he's got to, he's got to do it against Alabama, but that's really the only game he's gonna to have to do it against. Um, other than that, I think he'll be able to light up pretty much everybody else they play. And I think Joe Burrow right now, if there if you got some money to put on a little dark horse, Joe Burrow for Heisman.
0: Yeah, I mean. Um... I don't think he's a dark horse at this point. Joe, Joe Burrow is balled out. Um, to look at that game, I was super impressed. Uh, and I, I, I agree with you. When you pull an A-hole move to put the band all the way on the upper deck and you turn off the AC, and it's not even like that was – it'd be one thing if it was random. They turn off the AC uh, on another team. And the other team reached out to LSU and was like, hey, heads up. They cut off the air conditioning on us last week. So then LSU brought in blowers. And then Texas did the same thing. They turned off their AC. So if you're going to be the A-holes to turn off the AC, then when we beat you on your field, wave the, I'm going to wave the flag. I'm going to wave to your fans. I'm going to plant the flag in your field because you deserve it because that's the A-hole move. But with that being said, LSU has always had weapons. LSU at one point had Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry on the same team in college, and neither of them <laughs> won the Blutnikoff Award, which shows you they've had. I mean, look at just other players there,
2: and, and, and it shows you that it wasn't that. Hey, they just you didn't know how good they were because they both went top fifteen in the draft.
0: <laughs> I, I don't think I thought Landry went second round, but maybe, maybe you're right. Um, it, it, I think Landry so. went. I think Landry went second round, but then he ended up leading the league in receptions. Um, so. I think at the end of the day, you look at it and say, all right, they've always had weapons. You look at DJ Chark and all these guys that are in the league now that, that are wide receivers from LSU. Um, and they always had a good running game. I didn't realize that Leonard Fournette had a little brother, um, Latrell's Fournette, Fournette, who's wearing his number, who looked like a very solid back. So they've always had good running backs. Um, the one It thing- threw
2: me off for a second because I saw the 27 Fournette jersey, and I was like, is this a replay, replay? I was like, I was like, what's going on? <laughs> um,
0: and so at the end of the day, I think he's a, uh, do I think they're a legitimate contender? Yes, I do. Um, are they going to have to clean up some things in the secondary? Yes, they will. I, like, I, Ellinger had, I Ellinger had a really good game. But guys, like a couple of those were just like, they threw it to, I can't even think of the receiver's name. Um, and. It was one broken tackle and he was gone. I, I'm used to, and I don't expect that to continue, but I'm used to LSU. You know, they have Grant Delpit, who's you know, projected to be a top three pick in the draft, probably the best safety in the country. Um, I didn't expect him to give up 38 points. And in reality, they gave up 45 points. The guy from Texas dropped the touchdown pass in the end zone with nobody around him on fourth down. Um, at the end of the day, uh, I think the guy you were thinking about, Jeremy, the pa- passing game coordinator, Joe Brady, who came over from the Saints, um, I mean, yeah. he, he, he's looking like he's trying to get a freaking uh, college head coaching job the way that that, that office is turned yeah. around.
2: He um, might be trying to get the Cowboys head coaching job.
0: Apparently. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't think the Cowboys need any help with that right now, the way they look this week. But uh, with that being said, um, you know, the, the, the biggest contenders, I think, the, the only problem I have with LSU is this. Their schedule's super tough, as it always is. Um, and there's a three-headed monster in the SEC. You got Georgia, Bama, and LSU. LSU plays Georgia in the regular season this year. Um, and Georgia has a big game this week versus Notre Dame at home. So, although everybody's like, oh, Notre Dame, I don't think Notre Dame's that good. Notre Dame's got talent. Notre Dame has experience. And everybody's not giving them a chance. So, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that game. Ultimately, I think LSU is a legitimate contender. But, you know, it's it's week two. I I, I don't know what to expect moving forward. I mean, Kidon Slovis from USC, you uh, you know, a, a three-star freshman, true freshman quarterback, who was ranked 745th best prospect on 24/7, came out for Southern Cal and threw basically 400 yards and <laughs> what? Think about 400? if Kirby
1: Smart would have kept Justin Fields.
0: <laughs> well, I said that last year. So, so, <laughs> f- funny aside. There and shout out to anybody from uh from Ryan, my boy Ryan Young, who listens to the podcast. Um, uh, he had his engagement party. And one of the friends of the bride, she allowed them to have it at her house. And she's, you know, bless her heart. She went to Georgia. She's a, she knows Jake Fromm. And so I was talking to somebody else about, uh, about college football, and she just jumped into the conversation. And would you love those? Start, yeah, yeah I, especially like I'm at your house. like I'm trying not to be rude. But she starts coming in and telling me about how I'm wrong about, you know, uh, how good Fromm is. And I'm like, look, do I think Fromm can be an NFL quarterback, starting quarterback? Yes, I do. I think he's. I said I think he's Andy Dalton ish. Like he'll be. A, I think he could be in the, in the league and, and you know be a competent starter. I said, but I think Justin Fields has the potential to be number one, number two pick in the draft. Like I think they made the wrong decision there, and I think over time it will be proven that I was right. And then she's like, "Oh, you don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah." blah. I'm like, "Okay, let's see how this year goes." Uh, have you guys seen Justin Fields? My preseason pick for the Heisman who I thought the game versus Cincinnati was going to be a tough game. Cincinnati went 11-2 and last year and beat UCLA week one, which proves not to be that impressive of a win. They get beat 42-0. And, um, you know, you, you should have gone with Fields because Fields is going to be there at minimum for two more years uh, for this year and next year. And I doubt Fromm is there next year. So um, ultimately, we will see. I think Ohio State, I think legitimate contenders, I think, are Ohio State, Clemson, obviously, Alabama, uh, LSU, and Georgia, uh, and Oklahoma. Jalen Hurts sure. looks like the real deal.
2: Jalen Hurts, quick is question. You know wait, wait. I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. I I like Justin Fields. I like what I've seen from him. They haven't played anybody, and then you've got to put up some more striking numbers than what he's putting up, and if you're going to be in the Heisman race. I mean, when you're playing, I know they won 42 to I mean, zero, no, but you
1: can't be the team by 42 and then you know have over what three, four hundred all-purpose yards. No, you can't do that.
2: Well, no, 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 no. He had he had 224 yards passing. Two touchdowns, no interceptions, and then rushing. He had nine carries for forty-two yards. So he had what two hundred and sixty-five yards. And I know I know they dominated, but I mean, you know how the Heisman is. They're gonna go with the guy who's putting up gaudy numbers in the Big Twelve. So um, yeah. he's gonna it, have to it, put It up depends. So he's got.
0: He's got. Nobody's gonna. That's a great game he th- he had. If you watched the game. Yeah, and yeah.
2: Because he was twenty or twenty-five. So I mean, right, he, I'm not argue with it. It's just the it's a had, numbers he, game these days. You day. gotta
0: remember too. He had five touchdowns week one, um, and. I think at the end of the day he's gonna he's gonna put up gaudy numbers in the Big Ten. Um if you saw Michigan versus Army, um, I mean, he's gonna put up gaudy numbers in the Big Ten. But no, Army's
1: himself. a real deal though. They are. But, yeah, but Army's a real You
2: know, one, one one more thing too. I think you were confusing um the LSU schedule. They do not play uh Georgia this year, um in the regular season. So for some reason I go, thought they played Georgia, but no, no. They go Northwestern State, Vanderbilt, Utah State, Florida, Mississippi State, Auburn, Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, Texas A&M.
0: Oh, and Texas A&M is on the road, correct?
2: Oh, it's at home. Mm. Alabama's on the road. Alabama's on the road. Okay.
0: So, uh, yeah. it's it's an interesting schedule. Alabama's at Texas A&M this year. Obviously, my Clemson Tigers got to win. Um as much as I would love to just gloat um it was not a good game by Kelvin. Nothing Mond. to gloat about.
1: I mean, I, mean yeah, I didn't look that good. I
0: don't know what you're talking about. Damon. we were up 21 points and they scored their their only touchdown with 12 seconds to go with our backups. I didn't. I
1: didn't think you guys looked that good. But but Jared, I, I thought we
2: controlled the game. completely. Jared, Jared, the bigger the bigger issue and why I have an issue with Clemson for for all of all of the fans that are here is you guys gave up a touchdown with 10 seconds left to blow the lead, blow the cover.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. So and, and here's the thing: Did you watch it?
2: Yeah, it was like a give-up touchdown.
0: <laughs> it, wouldn't, it, wouldn't, it, was, it was an A-hole touchdown because it was like Jimbo kept calling timeouts, and I'm like, it's 10 seconds to go, and you're down three touchdowns. Like, you just want to get a, 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 a touchdown to cover. I like, oh, Whatever, Like, I, I'm fine with that. But at the end of the day, our defense, as I told people, was really good. Isaiah Simmons is the best defensive player in the country. Uh, anybody doesn't know, just to give you these, these, the crazy, freakish stats from this dude from an athletic standpoint – he is 6'4", 235. He was clocked at a 4'3", 140. He ran track for, for Clemson. He had a standing vertical jump, 43 inches, where he reached 11 feet, 10 inches, which would have been the highest vertical jump for anybody under 6'5 in the NBA draft. And he could cover sideline to sideline, ran a 4'3", 140, and, and they, they have a, a race with him racing Travis Etienne in the offseason where you can't tell who won. But that dude... Every play, anytime somebody got outside, he just he made the play. Uh, congratulations on a big win. But I was gonna say I can't gloat about the win because in, in perspective, I thought we we dominated the game, but I felt like I expected a lot more out of the the, the Texas A&M quarterback Kellen Mond. He he had a bad it was game. Terrible. It, it was a bad game, and that game could have gotten interesting to where I thought it could have been competitive. He didn't allow it to be competitive because he missed a lot of throws that were out there. Obviously we missed a couple of them two, two wide open touchdowns for uh uh for freshman receiver uh Frank
1: Lassen. But uh at the end of the day, uh, man. That sounds like Cam Newton, nothing, man. We're some, we're some, we're some <laughs> but uh yeah, let's let's switch back to some NFL real quick, fellas. Uh well, one
2: more time, one more thing then before you switch back. I just want to give a shout out to my USC Trojans stomping out Stanford, having the best true freshman quarterback in the country come in after um, a broken leg. So, I mean, uh, not a broken leg, a broken, torn ACL from uh, JT Daniels. So Slovis came in, destroyed the defense. He looked like young Sam Darnold. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. I think we might make a run in the title, Jerry. What do you think? Uh, I don't think that's a chance.
1: Uh, all right, let's talk about these picks you guys had last week. I okay, don't cool. have them right in front of me, but uh, you guys feel free to go through where you guys won and lost. Um, and then let's talk about uh, this, this week's picks. Um, let's yes. Right here, right? So so in this season's first edition
0: of I bet you will <laughs> I bet you won't. I bet you will I bet you
1: won't. I bet you won't.
0: I bet you won't. I bet you so listen. I'm plus 400 for the week. Um, I told you guys that the, the Packers were going to cover versus the Bears. I didn't trust Missum Sam and he kept missing and he was trouble. So um, you know, even though Aaron Rodgers played a terrible game, Spread was the the Packers plus three and a half. They won the game straight out, as I said they would. Uh, The next game was the uh, Ravens minus six and a half versus the Dolphins. Um, Guys, the Ravens were up 42 to three in the first half. I mean, I was like, why are y'all even on the field? Um, Lamar Jackson looked fantastic. They clearly covered the spread. Um, I wouldn't gloat too much because I don't think the Dolphins are a real NFL team. And, and. Clearly, they were playing one of the dumbest game plans ever. Where it was as if they didn't see Hollywood Brown play in college, because they were guarding with linebackers and safeties. And Hollywood Brown, cousin of Antonio Brown, is a four-two forty guy. Um, so that twelve was
2: snaps, one hundred and forty-eight yards Steven. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he it was only just, played twelve snaps in the game.
0: Yeah, it was literally like, hey, I'm gonna come in, and get you a couple tubs, and then I'm I'm, I'm hitting the tub. So uh, nice work by them. So two hundred for both of those games so it was plus four hundred. Um, I bet 200 on the, um, sorry, I bet 300 on the Texans uh, to cover the spread versus the Saints. Uh, Texans covered the seven and a half points. So that gave me an extra 300. So that got me to plus 700. Um, I bet $100 on the um, Seattle Seahawks to cover nine and a half points versus the Bengals. Shockingly surprised, man. I was looking at it. I was like, AJ Green's out. They have a poor offensive line. I didn't trust the rookie head coach. Andy Dalton looked spectacular, game one. I mean, he was throwing in the rain, in a windstorm, in Seattle versus a good Seattle defense. And he threw for 420 yards. He's the leading passer in the NFL right now, yardage-wise. Um, John Ross looked like the John Ross they were expecting to get. I don't know, maybe, maybe it was just the jersey number. Because he switched jersey numbers because he said he wanted a fresh start. And he came out with 158 uh, yards receiving. Um, so nice nice day by them. So I, I didn't cover that one So I lost 200 off that game I sorry, I lost 100 off that game Which got me to plus 600 and I lost 200 off of the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Chiefs game Where they picked up and body slam Nick Foles on his shoulder after he had thrown a touchdown pass so it was a late hit but Brooke is, is clavicle and uh, He is out for the next 10 weeks or so. So at the end of the day that was the game I expected them to cover the spread I mean, it's a loss, but it is what it is. I mean, you break the starting quarterback's shoulder in the first, or clavicle in the first quarter, then, I mean, that's kind of just a bad break. So, um, all in all, plus 400, free money. Um, I, I plan on continuing the streaks to keep that money as high as possible for the rest of the year.
2: Yo, yo, so I was not as hot as Jared was this week on the bets. I was two out of three I bet two and on everything so I was uh, minus 200 the games I bet uh, Ravens easy money I bet Packers they covered and the games I lost I lost betting in the Saints minus seven and a half I just guess I bet on the Saints I, I think I jinxed them I mean I'm glad they got the win but did not cover so I was a little disappointed with that um, from the other games I, I bet I bet the Broncos I said On this podcast, in fact, I thought the Broncos were going to have the best defense in football. I picked Bradley Chubb to be my defensive player of the year. Bradley Chubb and Von Miller, I figured, would dominate. And they looked absolutely terrible going against the Oakland Raiders. That defense was getting shredded by the Raiders. So I don't think the Raiders are good. If you look at the Raiders' schedule, they most certainly would lose their next six games. Uh, But overall, I just bet on the wrong team on that side. And then lastly, uh, my last bet was, let's see, I have it right here, oh, Jaguars, Jaguars Chiefs, and Nick Foles gets body slammed and landed on and breaks his collarbone in the first quarter while throwing a touchdown pass, and that bet was pretty much done at that point. So, I'm minus 200, about to turn it around this week, ready to tell y'all what my stuff is, so let's get to it. So, first off. I'm gonna go Chargers at Lions they are minus was it two point uh, two and a half so I'm gonna go with the Chargers on that and I'm gonna bet $400 I do not trust the Lions defense uh, at the end of the day they couldn't do anything with uh, Kyler Murray at the end in the game and they have the worst offensive line ever so I expect the Chargers to dominate that game from start to finish and uh, so I'm looking forward to that the next game I'm going to bet the Miami Dolphins plus 18 and a half at home against the Patriots. Do I think they have a chance to win this game? No. But I have to bet the team is being disrespectful. Eight, 18 and a half? What is this? Alabama versus Furman? Like, what are we talking about right here? I mean, it's it's getting ridiculous. So, um, I mean, I, I had to bet Miami that. I'm only going $100 because I don't trust it very much. But that is a bet I'm going with. The next bet, I'm going to go with, uh, what was it, the Bears over the Broncos. They are minus two and a half at the Broncos. I think that defense is going to stand up and dominate that game. So I fully expect um, to see the Bears win that game by a lot. So I'm going to go 300 on that game. I'm going to go Browns. Or sorry, not Browns. Jets over Browns. Browns are minus two and a half um, at Jets. And the reason I'm betting that game is I don't think very much of the Browns. I picked the Jets to make the playoffs this year, and and they pretty much gave up the game at the end to the Buffalo Bills. And who is their defensive coordinator? Anybody want to guess? Greg Williams. Where was Greg Williams last year? Oh, he's the guy that took over for the Browns as the head coach. When they took off, and then they gave the job to this offensive coordinator who they who who was working under him, and now he's a defensive coordinator for other team. Practice against that that offense every week in practice, the best blitzer, maybe in football, from a co- from a calling standpoint, and you're going against that offensive line. Good luck. So I'm gonna go with the Jets there for a hundred dollars, and then lastly, my last bet is going to be. The Kansas City Chiefs, minus seven and a half versus the Raiders. Look, I know the Raiders had a great game. Um, They played very, very well. I hope Josh Jacobs runs all over him. I got him starting in my fantasy league. I picked him up in the fourth round. Very, very strategic move. I knew he was going to still be sitting there, and I knew he was going to be dominating. So, um, keep going. Uh, I guess he's the first person, this LaDainian Tomlinson, to have... 100 yards rushing and two touchdowns in their in their debut. So keep it going, man. Going to lead the league in rushing if you want to. Going to give me all my points. Um, but I'm going to go $100 on that. So to recap, I am going $100 on Jets uh, minus or plus two and a half. I am going $100 on Chiefs minus seven and a half. I am going plus $300 on uh, or I'm going $300 on Chicago minus 2.5. I am going Chargers. Plus four hundred, uh, minus two point five against the Lions. And last game, I won hundred dollars. Dolphins uh, plus eighteen and a half versus Patriots.
1: So, yeah, man Eighty-five.
0: Uh, looking at the picks, um, the one I'm staying away from, I'm not touching my Texans this week. We're nine point favorites versus uh, the Jaguars, and although I definitely think we're going to win the game, nine points is a lot of points. We're playing at home, so I guess that factors in. But the Jaguars had an extra day to prepare. The Jaguars are, got embarrassed on national television. Um, and so they're, they're going to be, we, whenever you're going versus a team and gets embarrassed on national television, typically the odds are bet them the next week. With that being said, I'm betting the Steelers versus the Seahawks minus four points. Look, the Steelers are not as bad as they looked. And the Seahawks won week one, but they looked terrible. Or they didn't look very good doing it. Um, and as much as I, I can you know, say, hey, look, the the Steelers didn't look like they were a prepared team I just saw the Patriots do that to the the LA Rams the first the, and the Super Bowl they held them to three points I watched them hold uh Patrick Mahomes to, to was three points at halftime in, in in the AOC championship game I mean that secondary is ridiculous and as Tom Brady talked about before or, you know after the game he said you know during training camp we were going versus our defense and none of our guys could get open And I was thinking, man, we need to get new receivers. None of them can get open. And then we would go do the practices with other teams, and they were getting wide open. And I was like, oh, I guess our defense is just really, really good. And I think that's what you saw. Juju uh, couldn't get much separation at all. Uh, Dante Moncrief looked like the worst receiver in the history of the league. I don't expect that to continue. Um, And James Washington had two catches for, like, 51 yards. But I expect them to to cover the four points and to uh, win the game, clearly. Um, Next picks I have. I got the Dallas Cowboys minus five points versus the Redskins. Dak Prescott looked very impressive. And I think what people are not realizing is they got one of the best skill set weapons groups in the NFL. Um, obviously, Amari Cooper isn't a top five receiver, but he's a top ten receiverish, um, borderline at least. And I think when you look at it and say, all right, he's a legit number one receiver. Uh, Gallup looked phenomenal week one. Um, he looks like a, a legitimate number two receiver Randall Cobb looked phenomenal week one and Randall Cobb clearly in the slot position is going to be able to get way more open he's a, he's a much better player than Cole Beasley who played terrible in that Buffalo win this week But still was able to win with that game um, And then they, they brought back Jason Witten They still have Ezekiel Elliott who's working himself in the, in the shape and Tony Pollard is a, a consistent runner So I got them covering the five points versus the Redskins uh, the other games. I'm betting I get the Eagles minus one and a half points versus the Falcons. The Falcons had their their rookie right guard or left guard uh, Lindstrom that came from Boston College um, broke his I want to say it was his foot, so he's having surgery. It looks like he might be out for the rest of the season. So I'm gonna take the Eagles in that game. Uh, I get to bet now on the uh, the Patriots. I'm taking the Patriots minus 18 and a half points versus the Dolphins. Look. As much as I would love to bet the Dolphins in this spot because it's a ton of points to give up, the reason why I can't bet the Dolphins is because they beat the Patriots in Miami last year. And they beat the Patriots in Miami the year before. And I think because of that, the Patriots have some, something to prove. I think they're going to come out and I think they're going to punch them in the mouth and punch them in the mouth and punch them in the mouth. Antonio Brown's coming for his 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 home debut essentially because he's from the Miami, Florida area. Uh, I expect them to put up a ton of points to win that game by a minimum three touchdowns. So I'm taking the Patriots against the spread. And the last game I'm agreeing with you, Jeremy, I'm taking the Jets versus the Browns. As much as everybody talks about the Browns and, oh, yeah, they're they're all this talent, et cetera. The thing I don't think people realize is Baker Mayfield struggled versus his own defenses last year. Through three interceptions in the first half versus the Texans, I think the uh, the Jets will do similar with playing a, a variety of different zones. I thought Tennessee was able to fool them by doing the exact same thing that the Texans did last game. And at the end of the day, they're an undisciplined football team. And Odell Beckham Jr. is, I think, a little bit more concerned about the brand than he is the game. He's still, after having a conversation with the NFL, still claiming he's going to wear his, um, his Richard Mille Three hundred fifty thousand dollars watch, which I saw online Richard for am Talking about Richard Mille. It, Richard it's
1: Mille? actually Richard Mille.
0: Richard, um, Richard Millie no, no. That that's <laughs> the Millie is in the Millie Rock. That's, Richard, that's not the same, not Richard, the same thing. Richard Milley. he's <laughs> French. It's Richard, Mille. <laughs> no, Richard Um Mille. So uh, with that being said, though, um, you got Odell Beckham Jr., who's more concerned with the these. Uh, oh, I'm gonna wear this watch. That why a, do a, people care? Like, now? why are we talking about that right now? because of the fact like, that, wow, that man the NFL told him one. not what to man? wear it because it's a, it, they have a, a a rule where you can't wear hard objects in a game and he claims but to, he he he
2: said, he said he's still going to wear it. He said it's made out of plastic. I don't know what they're talking about hard. He said people have knee braces on that are metal, so you can tell them to take those ridiculous. off like ridiculous.
1: Like let that man wear a watch. Hey, like why are we talking about that right now? is ridiculous. Well,
0: here's the thing. At the end of the day, I don't care about about his watch. I think he's more concerned about the brand um and The one thing I will throw out here, and this is a little off topic, the brand of who, of Odell Beckham Jr. I think he's worried about his brand. What are the team owners
1: concerned about?
0: Oh, they're clearly concerned about their brand, but that's their job. His job is his job is to be a great football player and try to win games. He had a terrible week one.
1: That's what that's what the owners want him to say. But he he, So your boy LeBron, you're almighty. What if he took that same aspect towards basketball? Just go if LeBron the and not, and if LeBron's like, hey, I want to. But, but I'm, LeBron's I'm, different than OB, OBJ.
0: No, it's not. I, I think LeBron clearly is concerned about his brand. But if LeBron in the middle of the season started wearing Taco Tuesday headbands, and then NBA is like, no, you can't wear that, and he's like, oh yes, I can, because yeah, he's wearing his own shoe. I know there's no rule against him wearing so his own shoe. Odell so Beckham jr's so, wearing so his own what I'm shoe.
1: Saying, like, like that's what, what I'm saying is Odell Beckham is wearing his own shoe. That doesn't that doesn't mean that a guy can't express himself and become his own brand. If you want to, if you want to wear a Richard that ain't affecting nobody. Everybody else wearing gold chains, just like you so, said. So, so answer this question now, right? That. Like, who, cares? They, they, who gives a shit? I'll, I'll 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 answer the question of why
0: why it matters. What are they answering questions the about the this week? What no? What are they answering questions about this week? All the players are getting asked about Odell Beckham Jr. and his watch. The coach is getting asked about Odell Beckham Jr. and his watch. I
1: watched watched First Take and I watched Skip and Shannon. Both of them were topics. Nobody mentioned. They they didn't talk about. That was like the final. They were talking about how uh, your boy had all mouth and then back it up. That's the story. That that was yesterday. Today. That's terrible. Today today, is Tuesday. They need something to talk about, so they talk about OBJ's watch. No, no. Today was a topic because of the fact that.
2: I, at, I don't at, think it's a big deal, it's personally. Terrible. No, this, this is
0: why it became a topic, Damon. When he wore the watch, it, was, it wasn't a big deal. Monday, after those shows came out, the NFL said, that's against the rules. We are going to have a conversation with Odell because that watch is against NFL bylaws. And that's a great then,
1: topic to bring up the next day.
0: That's what he brought up. They, they, that came up after the shows. So when it came out today, then Odell Beckham says, I'm still going to wear the watch. I just don't think it's a good look. Like we, we we can disagree on the topic, but I think at the end of the day, if the the conversation and the attention becomes the watch, we'll it's do a distraction. What you do.
1: That's what you're saying. Hey, hey, fall in line.
0: Hey, they ain't say you fall in line. You can wear a watch. You just don't wear a two hundred eighty-five thousand dollars watch. what does that have to do if it was
1: a that, it was a Timex? Okay, so that so that, that was Odell's
2: point. Odell said if it was a twenty dollars watch, nobody would say what does anything.
1: Have to do? Yeah, exactly. What does that have to do with anything? I don't think it
0: necessarily does, but look, if, you you, if he's want, winning.
1: You just want these dudes to just fall in line. That man no, don't, 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 that.
0: don't state that as my perspective. It's not. My perspective is if you're losing games and you suck, games, which he sucked. How many
1: games have they played? Every game they've played, he's lost. How many games have they played? They've lo- he's lost he's what? How many games what? has he played? In the 85 Browns. games or so games in his career, he and he's got a significantly a losing Brown. record. How many games have Queen played
0: Cleveland Brown? He's, he's played in all the games they lost this year. How many is that? one okay so, so with that being said don't say the if plural you, if you lose yeah, if you lose a game games. by 30 if you lose a game where you're favored and you lose by 30 and you're a losing player for your career meaning that your your impact on what you say you want to do which i'm a winner blah, blah 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 has not been the case but you're consistently flaunting your brand, the brand you're consistently you're, oh you're putting God. this narrative That's out so there terrible. i don't i don't think his his if, if, damn if i ask you right now is, is, do you think he's more concerned about his brand or more concerned about winning? What would you say?
1: First of all, I don't know him, man. I don't know Odell. So I can't tell okay. you what he's thinking about at all. I can, I can tell you that he's done all he's, it, he's shown that he's dedicated to Cleveland Browns through the offseason and his training. So well, how has he like shown like that whole, during the offseason? The, the whole fact that, that he's wearing a, a watch that costs more than what people make per year, that's why people are upset. No, it's not because if he wore that it during that:
2: if,
0: if, he if he wore that out after the game, nobody would care if he wore about Apple it at all. Watch
1: with nothing on that, nobody would say anything. I, I, think,
2: it's, I think it's because it's Odell. I mean, people bring it because it's Odell. Nadal played a, played a match, played a, the U.S. Open Finals with a Richard so Miller match. basically uh, saying
1: if the USDA came out and said, Nadal, you shouldn't be wearing that because you're going against your brand. you're going to say, oh, man, Nadal, you need to take that watch off. Yeah, because uh, uh, here's the thing, if,
0: if, if Nadal is running into people full speed, yes, I would say, and they yeah, said, hey, so look, we really don't want you to that entry by with this we watch. You really think
1: that watch is really hurting people to have on helmets?
0: No, I don't, think, I don't think it is. But if the NFL deems it is, then don't wear but it. Who, the, who, the, who in, and
1: the NFL, NFL deal has to deem that, though.
0: Be, the all be all, the, the, the Damn, all, damn all, it, because but, but here's the thing. I don't want us to get in this perspective where we act stupid. The NFL is the one who cuts their checks. No, no. The NFL. But Those checks. Makes those, the money. those checks come from the NFL. Odell Beckham Jr. has a $25 million Nike deal. Why? Because That's he plays in the million. NFL. That's At the amazing. end of Jerry, the day. Jerry, if all the players stopped
2: playing, how many checks would the NFL be able to cut?
0: They would still None. get checks because they would do just like they did in 85. They have a replacement league and they fill it with people Why? from the AFL. they still be a- players.
2: A- 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 so they a- a- still so need a- players, though, right?
0: They still so need. But any one per That's the thing, though. I'm not telling you the NFL – everybody includes, is gonna, not going to watch it to see the owners run around. But at the end of the day, if the NFL deems this is the reason why we think you're breaking the rules. You're and now and you're – your t- stop cutting teams. me off. Stop cutting me off. And, the, and all the owners and all the coaches and the GMs and the players are being asked about your watch.
2: Don't wear the damn watch. What's Jarrett, that it? But here's the thing, <laughs> because it's a distraction. Jarrett, here's the, well, Jared, Jared, Jared. But no, like no, like it's a distraction because the media wants to make a distraction. That's like the is. NFL, okay, this so wouldn't so be a, distra- a distraction. Like, what's a distraction? But Jared, here's the no, thing. Why the NFL is even bothering Odell about this is ridiculous. Like it's it's absolutely ridiculous. So you're talking about a plastic watch is going to cause damage to NFL players running 100 miles per hour with with. Uh, with helmets on, running into each other, like is that what we're really talking about? Like, imagine if if Odell hit somebody with that watch. Like, what's the most damage you could do?
1: No, break the watch. Yeah, it's gonna break the watch. No, he's he's not
0: gonna break the watch. The watch is designed to be indestructible, which is I think why he's trying to get an endorsement deal. But at the end of the day, no, I'm not please. telling you I agree with the NFL. What I'm telling you though is if that's the rule, and now that's all not the you're rule t- though.
2: the The rule is you can't wear. Ex- a hard uh, there's object. no rule against. Yeah, we can't wear a hard object. So, if who's the deem, deem that, that the watch is a
1: hard object? If they deem that hard, the NFL deems it. So, they but but it.
2: they have no they have no rule against wearing wearing jewelry, which that is jewelry. So, if if, if they deem that a hard object, all he's got to really do back go back and say, okay, look, Tom Brady's wearing an ACL bracelet or, or ACL brace that has metal in it. So that's definitely hard. So make Tom Brady take his bracelet like off. The, like, like I mean, the
1: guy from the Giants who blew his fingers off and had a hard cast on all year. Like. Uh, at, at the yeah, end of the, the day, like NFL is like totally fair. like, since the owners and the, GMs, no, no, I'm, I'm not saying it's totally fair, that, like, but listen,
0: shit. okay, cool. Let him wear a watch. I guarantee you. That's why I bet the game because he's concerned about trying, about trying to get lose. an endorsement deal, but from Richard mill. And he's not concerned about Here, winning games. If you really that's think that he's
1: trying to get it and he's wearing a watch right now, you really think that check ain't in cash. You crazy. Richard Mill said he is not current spokesperson,
0: but we would like to have conversations
1: with him. That's what they said this week. And that's what you believe because the media said it. And you really think that's OBJ, what I said because the company you said You really it. think OBJ would go into a, a Richard Milley store, which is one in Phipps, go buy a $250,000 watch, the same color as the, uh, as the Browns, and then wear it for free because he tried yeah. to get a contract?
2: Bru, I, 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 I don't think he was that. trying think, to get a contract. I think on. he bought it and then. I think he was just trying to stunt.
1: Yeah, was, stunt, yeah, stunt yes, exactly. TV. If y'all really think the we'll dude is really be paying for those watches, you're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. I, I he have been talking about Richard Millies for the last six years, so if you think it's like, oh, this is like one of the watch that nobody knows about, no, no, it's I damn it. rap song. So he he clearly it. Okay. Believe. I, all I'm telling you, all gotta, tell you is
2: this. But but that that makes it even that makes it more That makes the point.
0: I think. I think Odell Beckham Jr. saw all the attention that Antonio Brown was getting, and he's no longer in New York, so he's not getting and the attention like, from New, New York. And, and he said, oh, let me rock this $350,000 watch on the field. And what was the first thing that was popping up during the game? Odell Beckham Jr. is wearing a $350,000 Richard Mill watch. And so Damn. after that.
1: People, people, media
0: people talk about that. That wasn't media. That was, that was social media.
2: That's
1: still media, it,
2: but Jar Jar. I, 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 I will say this. This is this is my point that I'll give you, Jared. So is uh, or to this was a point I will get against you. Is it a distraction? Yes. Why is it a distraction? Cause really, just because Odell Beckham. Jer- yes. Man, if if Jarvis if Jarvis Landry wore that watch, nobody would have said anything about Jarvis Landry wearing uh, wearing the watch. So I'm not gonna tell Odell Beckham because you're a polarizing figure because LeBron is the same way and people don't get Le- get on LeBron about it uh, they just yes, they do what look, Al- look at
1: Oh listen home. listen all right so so I
0: uh, will answer this question Kobe when Kobe was 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 injured sat on the side of the court away from players off off the bench nobody said a word LeBron no, sat no, over there he,
2: made, he he actually made uh Larry Nance get up and he, he That was still that was that he was he when his career was <laughs> over
0: at the <laughs> At the end of the day, everything LeBron does is psychoanalyze. And that's fine because he's
2: polarizing. But, but that's my point. But I'm saying nobody nobody asked LeBron to change what he... Like, LeBron doesn't a, adjust to what he's doing because people are going to criticize it or talk about it. I mean, Alvin Kamara yesterday had a, a complete gold mouth. Or not gold mouth, diamond, diamond-encrusted mouth. And nobody said anything about that. I think that's a lot more flashy than what Odell had on. Right,
0: because... Uh, it's not against the rules, but at the end of the day, LeBron had had the, the armful of tattoos the same way with AI did, and the NBA came out and said you need to put a sleeve over your tattoos. What if he's like, oh, why well, well, gotta put sleeves on my tattoos? If
1: you go back fifteen years ago, your standpoint on that watch that means you agree with that.
0: No, I don't agree with it, but I I I also think that the the league has the ability to make those rules. Damon, you go to work every day. When you go to work and they say you're supposed to be wearing a suit and a tie, what do you wear? You wear a suit and a tie. You're not going oh, Well, I ain't gotta do that. Well, you don't. But they're your employer. So at the end of the day, like, let's not act stupid. Like, the NFL is not but their Jared, employer. Jared. But, yeah.
2: But Jared, and in perspective, if I go to work and everybody in my entire office has been wearing a beard for the last five years, and then I go and wearing a beard, and they come and say, "Jeremy, you need to really cut that beard." I'm looking at them like, "Uh, yeah, you need to have that, really that conversation with everybody else before you come to me." Sure. Sure.
0: At
1: the end of the day, they're going to lose the game. They're not going to cover. Jared, <laughs> uh,
2: <yeah, laughs> just a to touch on your oh, earlier. Yeah.
1: 85 is because Odell Beckham watched. Yeah, Partially. Um, I think I, yeah. uh, so, wait, right. David, I'll ask you one question. Please.
0: Before the, the Giants played the playoff game versus the, the Packers, when Odell Beckham Jr. took the receivers and went to Miami and was on a yacht, and it was on their day off, do you think that had anything to do with them losing the game?
2: Absolutely nothing. No, Nothing. So
0: you don't think the Absolutely. The, the, Absolutely. the 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 media critique, uh, attention and the distractions you don't think that had
1: anything to do with yeah, him dropping you're selling three? out of your own Hold pocket. on, let me, let me finish. You're selling you selling out of your you own pocket? No, no. Let me, Just let me, because that might have distracted. Let, let me you? let me let me let me ask, let me ask he, the that's one. That's how he's gonna be. to react? So so, to that? so you
0: think you don't think you think he normally without the distractions drops three passes in the first half.
2: No. I mean, he's a receiver. He's no a, his, way, there's his his there's hands no aren't as good as, De- as DeAndre Hopkins and DeAndre Hopkins dropped three yesterday. There's no way But Jeremy, way. the three he passes did. he just dropped really one.
1: A couple see. of those
0: were tough passes that wouldn't be considered drops. But Jared. he dropped three cold blooded.
1: Nobody around me just dropped. You're so blind by social media. Do you really think no, these no. dudes don't be partying? You really think LeBron before games? No, that's the, the difference, though, goals? Diamond. You you really I don't think he. I think he parties. Like Really I think, think all he parties. Guys don't. The guys you respect, Jerry. you really But Damon, don't do the same thing? Damon, I think they do. So Damon, that's where go, you're not listening. So, you're not listening. Thing. No, I am listening because you can't say they do the same thing and then say, "Hey, he dropped three but passes in the first on the, quarter."
0: Is it on a yacht. so so Damon, I'll, I'll
1: put this in perspective.
0: I think he wears a a Rashard Mill watch, regardless. But do I think it became a distraction? Yes. Do I think NBA, NBA players, NFL players on their days off go to Miami, go do different things? Yes. Do I think they post it on Instagram and then become the front story on first take? No. So I think when you do it that way, then you become a distraction, and that's when it, it becomes something that's detrimental to the team. I don't think if he was just went to Miami, it would have been a problem. I think him going to Miami, posting a picture on Instagram, and making a distraction was what caused it, not him going. That's two totally different situations.
2: Jarrett, it keep, mind, keep, keep in mind though um I'm, I'm asking a question so do you first off they had to go to Green Bay and play in, La- in Lambeau in Lambo in freezing temperatures i don't like I don't think they were going to get blown out regardless and the cowboys who were a much better team a 13 and three team played at home had no one go anywhere had no distractions and what did they do? They lost to that same team the next round. So overall, I mean, you can't really just blame it on that. I know a lot of times the media wants to put it on, oh, this happened and that's why that happened. But I don't buy into all that. I think, uh, I think Odell gets a a little unfair criticism at times. I think he's, you know, definitely a for wide receiver. But overall, I'm not hating on him for wearing his watch. Um, Uh, I'm not hating on him. Get
0: get your money. I'm just telling you that's the reason why I don't think he's going to play well this week. (laughs) Uh,
2: well. Based on the cornerbacks on uh, on the Jets, I think you have some good numbers. I just think, uh, I don't think the team's going to play that well. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Um, on that note, guys, um, any any parting words before we get up out of
2: here? Yeah. Yeah, Jared, I just want to touch on your I, your bets. I, I had, um, you know, no real issue with any of them except their, your Steelers one. I know you said you think the Steelers would be back, and I do think they'll have a better game offensively. But I saw Tom Brady. Play action, and the linebackers suck up into the line like they're going to stop the run. Four straight plays, him throw it directly over their heads for 15, 20 yards. So, with Russell Wilson and this running game they have, oh, I fully expect them to absolutely destroy that Pittsburgh defense, which looked putrid. And I don't think they're going to be able to outscore, outscore the, uh, the, the, the the Seahawks. I didn't bet on that game, but my bet would be on the Seahawks. That's the only, only issue I have with your bets.
0: Well, uh, one thing I I do want to point out, I am going to be uh, starting this week doing a a second, and obviously we're doing our podcast on here uh, once a week. I'm going to be doing a separate one where I'm going to be broadcasting it via the AmiBros Instagram page as well as the Facebook Live page, uh, and it'll also be on iTunes. Um, It's going to be around a 30-minute segment. I'll give people a chance to ask different questions and whatnot, but I'm going to be tackling a lot more of the college football stuff being able to dive a little bit into some of my thoughts and topics, whether it be on the, from the NFL standpoint or whether that be from NBA or college football, et cetera. Um, and, and so it'll, it'll be uh, my, my segment, 85 thoughts. So uh, oh y'all, uh, y'all be prepared, be, be on the lookout um, and, and check it out. I'll be putting it up. Uh, I'll be doing it once a week, starting this week. Um, I'll, I'll be live on uh, Instagram tomorrow recording it. So uh, y'all be on the lookout.
1: Yes, sir.
2: Yeah, and yeah. hey. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'll, I'll probably just sign on just to disagree with a lot of stuff you say, man. That's cool. <laughs>
1: That's dope, man. Well, as always, we'd like to shout out to the listeners. Thanks for tuning in to us another week. We will see you guys next week. Make sure you follow us on all uh, social media platforms. IG, our our uh, handle is amebros_podcast. Bros uh, underscore podcast. On that note, we out.